think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shows me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the dead survive. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to just have another moment, another conversation with an amazing servant leader today just to continue to help us grow in the servant leadership game. Today, we have servant leader Hope Adams today. She is the head women's basketball coach at Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's so funny because people always ask me, how in the world do you pick and do you reach out to these people and get them on? And I simply tell them, God leads me to who he wants me to talk to. And it is very evident that God is in her life. So I'm not going to prolong this thing. I'm going to let you all just hear from her for a second so she can say hello to our listeners. So I pass this torch to you to say hello. I want to get this conversation started. I thank you so much for being here today, Hope. Um, thank you, Chelsea, for actually inviting me on the show. Um, as Chelsea has said, my name is Hope Adams. I'm the head women's basketball coach here at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Um, I'm going on my sixth year here, and I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's amazing when we have different coaches and ADs and sports professionals come on here and talk because so often people in one light, right? They see you as coach. They see you on that sideline. But one of the things I love to tap into is outside of the lines. And one of those things is your faith. That's what drew me to you. You know, we live in this world where, unfortunately, you know, people can't be comfortable about their faith. There's different opinions and all of these things, but you're bold. Can you talk a little bit about your faith journey and how your faith grounds you on a day-to-day basis? Um, yes. Um I, I basically promised myself that I'll be very honest um, with this conversation because sometimes I feel like we try to hide some of the things that we have been through, even mm. though God has delivered us from those things. It's like Come we want to protect here. ourselves from being judged. But the same things that he has delivered us from, we need to, we need to be able to share that message without feeling like um, we will be judged. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my faith where I am right now in my faith, it, it came from um, being at a place where I, I can only depend on God. Come um, on. We have all made our share of mistakes. You know, my sophomore year in college, I got pregnant with my twins. And so ball has always been my life. And, in, and my family has always invested in me to make sure that I got to that point. And at that point in my life, I thought, you know, it was gone forever. And so I went through some very dark times within myself with, um, depression and um, self-hatred just because of my own mistakes. And so mm-hmm. after I had my children, I understood in order for me to give them a better life that I couldn't live like that. 
And even though I grew up in church and my grandmother now put that in me, you can't live out your relationship through other people. And it's a point you have to develop your own relationship with God. And so that was my, that was, I was at that place where I needed him for me. Uh, Grandma can no longer give him to me. Mom can no longer give him to me. I needed him for myself um, so that I could instill some things in my children. And so my faith came from where I needed God to come in and heal me and comfort me and protect me and to show me uh, where to go after this point. Where, 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 what purpose do I have on this earth at this moment? Um, and so God was do, did, did some amazing things that when I thought it was over, you know, he opened doors that I never thought that I could walk through. And all I had to do was believe. And so from that point on, you know, I said, I have my ups and downs, but I, 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 I can't turn my back on who I am in God. Now, see, I'm going to tell you, and so you down here in the South with me. So where are you originally from, Coach? Let me I'm ask. originally from Oxford, Mississippi. Okay, yeah. So you down here in the South. So you get it. Oftentimes when I say this and people start saying stuff that hit me the right way. I said, see, and I'm an old country girl in the Baptist church and your stuff would be thrown at you. When you start saying, <laughs> start saying the right things and, you know, I really do meet you where you are and what you're saying, because I tell people all the time, my mom used to always ground me, have me in church. My grandparents as well taught me about the Lord, but it is nothing like when he takes you through things to where you have no choice, but to depend on him and develop your own, as my, yes. you gotta work at your own soul salvation. Yes. You, you realize that, as mama said, mama may have, father may have, but blessed is a child that has their own. And when you develop that relationship with God, it's amazing how the trials he takes us through, right? When we're in it, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't. It doesn't look good, but we're on the other side of that thing. See, that's the thing. It's those trials that strengthen that relationship and give us evidence. Yes. Evidence of who we are. And, and what he's able to do. And that's that part that, that I'm about to throw my shoe at you. you know, <laughs> I can't do that, but exactly. And I, and I appreciate that. But you also said something that I think is very important, especially in servant leadership. We try to keep things close to our vests, right? We try to yeah. have the things that we go through. And God didn't call us to tell all our business in the street. But what he did is he took us through those testimonies for somebody else. And I think you hit that nail on the head that how often we could, our, the freedom of someone else could be in our story. Yes. And yes. I think that you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's good. Because um, a, a lot of the times I see myself in my players, mm. um, even though they're coming from different backgrounds and it, it might not be it might not line up to exactly what I went through I see myself in them I see pieces of myself things that I have went through things that I experienced I see that in them and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm like okay God you took me through that moment even though it might not be might not have not been to the depth of what this particular player is going through you still let me experience that moment so that I can know that you're real I can know that you're there I can know your power so that I can give that to them and to see some of them when they come in here and they just, they're, they're looking just for a little nugget and they might mm-hmm. be looking for me just to tell them something. Um, it's going to be okay. But to see them when they come in here and I can see myself in them 
and God is able to put something in me. And when I can speak life into them and I can see how it just rejuvenates them, mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. Um, it's not the basketball, it's to, to give them hope, to give them life, to help them understand that it's something bigger in all of us and that we're here to make this world a better place and we can't hide behind who we are in God. Come on here, coach. Now, I mean, I love that because that is the same thing. I'm identifying so much, just like your players in you. I'm identifying so much of myself in you because I tell, you know, these young folk, I love them. I do. But it's like when you're around them as your players, and you know this to be true, you say the very same things, the same things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. They hear me say this all the time. So they're to the point where they're just like, I know, coach, the ball will stop dribbling sometime. I, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're saying it that way, but you hear me and you all have to be ready when that moment happens. For some, it may be sooner than others, but you have to be ready. And you hit the nail on the head. Oh my God, so amazingly so. Because these young people, they view basketball or insert the sport that they play, and they think that is the end-all, be-all. Yes. Some coaches who, you know, no knock to them, no shade, they just do their job, which is to coach them. But I love the coaches that do it all, who recognize that these babies are with us. Yes. They are with their parents. Their parents have entrusted, especially in your case, those parents have entrusted you with their most prized possessions to move from their hometown to be with you. And you have to be in that position to not only coach the player, but mold the woman. And there you doing both. I applaud that. I admire that. I love to hear that because we need that in this world. We need that in this, this sports world that we're living in. I think it's amazing. Especially in this day and time. Um, you know, we all missed the mark at some point, but I feel like God just got me in a place where this year he's basically said, you got you to gotta take a holistic approach. Um, physically, mentally, and spiritually. You mm-hmm. want to attack the, the whole person. Come on. Um, and so that's what we've been doing. And we're at a great place. When I, when I walk in that gym, the spirit is, is, is so right. Um, and I know we all go through our seasons, but you know, God just got us in a season where we can enjoy each other. Come on. The, the spirit is just so right. We've been going through things with each other. We we pray before practice, we pray after practice, and you know, we still have our ups and downs, but to see how we just we just overcome, like they're only becoming moments. And so um just being able to attack the whole person, it I have it it has brought more joy. Um, for me with coaching because mm-hmm. you are coming there you got all that anxiety on you because you want to win but now I just get to come in and enjoy being around my babies yeah um, and we 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 love on each other and we laugh and now they they're out there they're working hard I say you know what the will of God is going to happen we got to put come the work on. in if we're not working we can't win anyway come and on. so I told my assistant coach you know I want to see these young ladies happy yeah I want to see them grow because they're battling so many things spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I know we, 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 we have to be careful with certain things that we say, but I'm blessed to be at a place and at this moment, especially with this team, where I, I, get, to, I get to reveal the glory of God. Come on. And I don't have to worry about any of them saying anything or going against it. Like, we're enjoying that. This morning when I woke up, they said, Coach, you haven't sent the scripture this morning. 
Come on. And so I said, I'm yeah. reading now, y'all. <laughs> See, right. I'm trying to get it first. I got y'all. Hang on. <laughs> Look, I got it. I'm, I'm going to get it to y'all. I love so, it. Just to be in this place, um, I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And I thank God for that because it's not every year that we have, we're in this place. Like, I, I'm going to be honest, but uh, we're in a pretty good place. It's not, you know, like we're here today um, to me because God got us here today. Mm-hmm. You reached out to me today because God said, this is the time. And so um, it's, it, we're at a great place with our team. I know he's here. I know his presence is here. And so like, I, I mean, I'm getting chills right now because it's, I'm, I'm so amazed mm-hmm. at what he's doing right now in this season. And see, that's the part, right? Where I tell people all the time, as long as you, and you said it right, as long as we're in the will of God, it's like, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Karen Clark shared and Kiera when Kiera was little. And the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. And when we're in that will of God, if we do the very things that he's asking us to do, he'll take care of the rest. That's a faith thing. That's a growth thing that you have to grow in your relationship with him. But when you said it best, you said, if our program is in the will of God, if we take care of what we have to take care of, take care of, we don't have to worry about anything else because we're supposed to do, we'll win. If we're not, we're not going to win anyway. But we know that faith without works is dead. That's, that's what it. It. we say it. That's what the word says. So let's make sure we take care of the work, have the faith, but be in his will and his will is going to be done. And to be able to instill that into your players, not only that, but it's not even forced. You live your life in that way to the place. Yes. Hold on, coach. Uh-uh. Where the scripture? What you doing? Right. And that I believe is the most proudest moment that one could have as a faith-based coach, right? Where you don't press it on them, but they see you doing it. They see they see you reading your word. And, and I can relate to that because some of my girls too, they're like, hey, coach, uh-uh, we ain't praying, you forgot. Like there's been times where I'm here, I'm there, I'm rushing. And now it's time to go on the court. And they're like, uh-uh, we didn't pray. And right. I'm having to like rush to the side because we're already on the floor because my baby's right. We got to pray. And, and that as... A faith-based coach has to be one of your proudest moments to feel that. So I definitely relate to you on that for sure. For that, you know. That being said, as much as you and I are talking about that, this whole platform came about. This is God-driven. I tell people all the time, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just His mouthpiece. But one of the hardest things that I find is that we do live in a world where unfortunately it's hard to have even a difference of opinion at this point you know even when it comes down to our faith because so many people have opinions some people don't feel comfortable being expressed you know how good God has been you know to even walk it not even talk it but just walk it you know and so this servant leader coaches bible study the whole point you hear me saying a tagline is normalizing coaches of faith what advice could you give to those coaches who, you know, find it a little bit harder than you to be able to walk? Mind you, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm emphasizing walk for a reason, because some people feel that you have to Bible beat and you have to, you know, say and preach and speak all the time. What's some advice you could give to coaches who find it hard to just walk in their truth and their love of Christ because they feel maybe the title they have or 
the position of the school they have, they can't be or they can't represent Christ? Um, I would say this. I, I said this to one of my players the other day. I said, you know what? We could we could go all the way around the world with some things I said, but truth is truth. Mm, come on. I said, um, wrong is wrong, right is right. And I told her, and and wrong don't right nobody. Mm. I said, so truth is truth. And one thing I do understand, even if we want to believe it or not, even if we take little pieces out and decide we want this to fit us and we're going to twist it around. So at the end of the day, the word is the truth and it will not change. I said, now as humans, we can change, mm -hmm. but the word is not going to change. And I think we are in a world where we have to basically minimize the word mm -hmm. and it's our truth and, it, and, it's, and it's not going to change. So my advice would be, you have to stay steadfast and you have mm -hmm. to use wisdom and God give us that wisdom. So if you're praying and you seeking God, when he's in those moments where it's time for you to defend him, because he don't need us, he can defend himself. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, he got himself. Don't but get it twisted. It, you know, but if I'm his servant, I'm his daughter, and I trust him, and I know he's covering me in those moments where he nudged me to where I'm supposed to speak his truth, and I got to trust that he got me. And it's going to be moments where if I'm supposed to remain silent, he's going to tell me to hush. So I think it's, it's wisdom. So I think in this time, my advice for coaches is that you have to be seeking wisdom. Coach, and you have to be is, listening for God. That is and, so spot on. And if your ears are not open to the Holy Spirit, um, you, you can miss them because the enemy is tricky as well. And so in this moment, I would just say wisdom. You have to use wisdom. Come on here, coach. Come on now. I, I, I think I couldn't have said it any better, one, two, I'm even taking heat to that for my own life to continue growing. But I think so often as believers, you said it best, God don't need our help. Like, I mean, and it's funny because it's like, when we say it, it sounds so plain, like it should be easy to comprehend. But on a day-to-day -day basis, we forget that. Right. Us to orchestrate or do anything right? It's a privilege. That's it. It's a privilege to be placed in these positions he places us in, but he can get it done. On right. right. So I hope y'all listening and I appreciate you for saying that, but he doesn't need us. Right. And I, and that hit me because sometimes we need that fact check. Mm -hmm. We have to humble ourselves a bit. We get high and mighty. And it's like, that's why I tell people all the time, don't confuse your position with your purpose. That's it. Don't don't confuse that because so often we do that. We chase positions and we chase titles and we chase the next accolade. And all the while, like the scripture says, what profit the man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? That's but it. What we wanted, not right. what Christ has ordained for us. So into that wisdom, we ask him and seek him we can do those things. And not only that, walk like Coach uh, Chubb, he, he's amazing. He says this all the time. He's like, we're going to walk it out. He's like, we're going to walk it out. I'm like, that's right. Yes, we are. 
And, and, and I think you said it best in that. Like if we can just stay in, in his will and lean on him for wisdom, he'll tell us the right thing to do and the right way to go. And we can walk boldly in it. That's it. You can walk boldly in it. And I think right in this time, you need wisdom more than ever. Because mm-hmm. as humans, sometimes you, you can get in your own way. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. We can get in our own way. Okay, yes, I'm a Christian. Okay, mm-hmm. I know I'm a Christian. But at the same time, I don't want to miss God and prevent another brother or sister from getting what they need in him because I'm in the way. Yeah. I stepped in the way. Too much of myself got in it, and I'm not allowing God to be all the way in it. And I think that's when we could get out of order in things. And God is a God of order. Come on. And so we just, we got, we need wisdom. I can't with you. Like, and I'm so glad, right? I'm telling you right now, my mama hears this one. She can be like, oh yeah, I, that's right. She's going to be to it because she says that all the time. She said, our God has got an order. He don't deal in chaos. He don't dwell in confusion. She would always say that and still continues to say that even now that all of her children are grown. She would tell us that even as younger kids, if we disagreed, she would say, uh-uh, y'all, no, not doing that. Our God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of order. That's and it. Right spot on. Man, that's so golden. You know, as I sit here and I love each and every episode because it truly does bring out it, it humanizes, it unifies, and it shows the hand of God because no matter what a position, like we talked about, that a servant leader finds themselves in, a true servant leader knows who is leading them. Mm. A true servant leader understands the assignment, right? That's a little bit about before you made it to your current post, how did you know you wanted to be in the coaching game? How did, how did you know you wanted to be a coach? When you approached the program, how did you know what you wanted this program to represent before you stepped into it? Um, you know what? I have to be honest. I didn't, I didn't know that I wanted to be a coach. God knew that he wanted me to be a coach. Come on. Um, before coaching, I was actually working at a youth care facility, um, level three in Jackson, Tennessee, and I was uh, a recreational coordinator. Um, and we dealt with kids from all type of background, um, but that that was my job. I was done playing basketball. I wasn't thinking about basketball, and it was a time where God was pulling me to move back home, and so um, I packed up. I moved back home out of faith and I was about, I was home for maybe about two, maybe two weeks and decided that I want to go volunteer at my high school, uh, at my old high school. And so I started volunteering there. Um, actually stayed there for two years, but before moving there, before I moved back home, I went to my local church that I was going to in Jackson, Tennessee, and I had a lady pray over me and she looked at me and she said, um, you're going to be a coach. And I looked back at her like, what? Like I'm not, cause I, I'm, <laughs> that was the last thing on my mind. She said, you're going to be a coach. And I said, okay, well, I, I could see it because I had played basketball, but that, right. that was the last thing on my mind. And so when I got home and I actually started volunteering and I got back around coaching and I loved it. I loved being around the girls and 
say, you know what, I want to be on the college level. And then two years later, God opened up opportunity for me to be an assistant coach. Um, and then a year after that, I was given uh, this opportunity to be a head coach. So I say this, it was not my plan. Mm. It was his will. Come on. Um, and so I, I, I don't even know where to start because I, I don't have one of those stories where I can say, hey, I want to coach and I want to do this. But I do have one of those stories that said, like, once something was spoken over me and that's what God said, then I'm going to line myself up so that I can receive the things that he has in store for me. Come on, coach. And so if he said, okay, hope you're going to be a coach and this is these are the things I need you to do so that you can fulfill your purpose, then I'm going to line myself up to be there. I didn't have the experience that everybody else had on their resume. I was terrified, to be honest, because <laughs> I had only been doing it for a certain amount of time. And then, bam, you're a head coach and you're on a collegiate level. Like, where do you start? Mm-hmm. And this whole journey has been based on faith because I needed him. I needed, I needed to trust in him. I needed to believe in him in order to get this program going. So my vision for the program was to get it going. We, of course, you want to win because you got to win to have a job. Um, but the main thing is I'm here because God said I'm supposed to be here. And it has not been an easy journey, but it has been a fulfilling one. Um, and we're, we got this thing going. I'm excited. And everything that he said that he, that he was going to do, he has done. And so... Like I'm kind of, I'm getting chill. I'm trying to figure out how I want to, I want to say this, but um, I love it. I love, I love my job. I love being around these young ladies. I love this program. I love the program that I work for, but this program is where it is because um, God has blessed us tremendously. And I, and I want to say that, and I'm glad to be on here to actually share this because um, a lot of times people feel like they have to go through this long journey to get to where they're supposed to go. And if God got something for you, it's for you. You just have Come to line on. yourself up to receive it. Come on, coach. That's it. That's a word. And I really, our listeners, I truly hope you're taking heat on that. If you have to back it, look, if you have an iPhone, you have to back it up 15, 30 seconds. I suggest you do that because that was a whole entire word right there. You know, it's amazing how coach, and I love this. A lot of people that listen to me, continuously on the podcast they know that I love Christine Kane and the reason being is because there's so many different individuals out there who deliver the word that I love to listen to but she breaks it down in a way to where I can understand right and she speaks so often about when we follow God's will right when he calls us and so many times we miss our opportunities because we miss where he sent us, right? We're so busy. The way she pushes, she says, some of us won't serve because the area code doesn't fit the bill of what we think social media is going to boast up or where, you know, the world's going to see us shine. But what you need to understand is that Christ is calling you to where he needs you to be, not for you to shine, but for him to shine. That's it. And when we follow that, he'll place us not, he doesn't call to qualify. He qualifies the call. That's it. You're where, how many times coach do we see in the word individuals God has called and it's like me, (laughs) 
you you mean me and everybody me him you sure you mean her you sure god can use anybody yes but you have to recognize that it's not about you want to shine it's about god to get the shine that people can see you right right so shine so that men can see his good work and glorify our father in heaven not us glorify him and that's what you just explained coach that's why i'm telling y'all if you missed it i need you to rewind about a minute now that we've been talking that thing again because coach that was so golden you know we all much like the woman who spoke over your life we don't get where we are alone right we know christ moves us but god also places people in our journey yes you know to help build us in so many different capacities who's a couple of those people it could just be one but who's some people who put coach hope adams where she is like you can just think back on them like man and maybe they're still here but man they you know they're my mentor they they told me this and that pushed me forward who are some of those people that kind of guided you along the way um I use my my family. I'm putting on one. I'm gonna have to say all of them. I'm having so to do close that too. If I just name one, they'll look they'll look at this and be like, "Oh, so you didn't say my thing?" Right. So <laughs> but, you you want to say I, I ain't help you? <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my family and that consists of my grandmother, my mom, my uncle, my my aunts. Um, they all as one, you know, got together and made sure that they all invested in me. Um, to get me where I am today, their prayers, um, their forgiveness, their understanding, uh, when I'm down, them just being there to pick me up, their words of encouragement, they really, uh, my family, I I have a great family, and I love them, I love them to death, Um, another one I want to say, Coach Run, my AAU coach, you know, I went in at seventh grade trying to put an AAU team, and couldn't even make a left-hand layup, (laughs) so (laughs) just to see how he still believed in me, yeah. Um, and gave me a chance anyway. It made me go home and work on my left hand layup for a whole week. So when I got yeah. back to practice, you know, I could do a left hand layup. But um, he took us and he encouraged us and he invested in us. Mm-hmm. You know, even when our parents might have couldn't afford to do certain things, um, he got us together and he made us who we were in the summer. Um, I remember coaches coming in the gym and they was thinking that we were going to be in there scrimmaging because they wanted to see some of the best players scrimmage. And we ended up doing ball handling drills. He was that guy. Gotcha. And so, um, Coach Run. But last but not least, um, my college coach, Coach Campbell. He was a very, very loving man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved on us, but he was still competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we were number one in the nation. I never even heard the guy say a cuss word, you know? Like, he never cursed. And he, he, he really, during that time is when my faith really grew because mm-hmm. of who he was. Um, he walked it out every day. Uh, we did devotionals. Um, even though I, I was at Union and it is a private Christian school, it's just, I was at the right place at the right time around the right people. Mm-hmm. And those people were steadfast and they were real. And I watched their lives and I seen who they were in God and they represented God. And that gave me hope because I was around people that couldn't be shaken. And so I would definitely say he's one of those people as well. Coach, you're just like a walking quote book. Like you're like a walking gym. Now I'm serious. Like I'm sitting here like, this is insane. You are like a walking gym. And I love it because it's so authentic though. 
right? You give people your flowers, but I love that because, you know, could you imagine a world, and I tell my young ladies this all the time about the company you're keeping. The word tells us iron sharpens iron. Yes. So how am I going to be steadfast if I'm around people every day who can be shaken? That's, yes. <laughs> You just said a whole word there that the individuals that Christ placed in your life at different stages of your life to get you where you are, they couldn't be shaken. Mm-mm. So if they were stable, they were going to teach me stability and give me stability. That's good. That's a whole word, Coach, because yeah. that's you. I'm just yeah. giving it back, right? <laughs> I think that's the teacher in me where I take the information and chunk it and throw it back at you. But that's a whole word that you put there because so often the individuals in our lives, are they sharpening our iron? Are they, people will hear me say all the time and how I put it is who's occupying the seats at your table. Mm. When we sit down at the table, right? What did you bring? Mm. What did you bring? Are you the person that comes to the potluck and just kind of shows up? and takes and takes and takes and then takes a to-go plate, but then contribute. When you sit down at my table, what are you bringing? Are you bringing peace? Are you bringing knowledge? What are you bringing to help me and catapult me forward? But what I can say is if you're not bringing stability, there's no way I'll ever be stable. And that right there, coach, that was a whole word. So when people, my coaches, my athletes, my leaders of any capacity, that are listening, when you are looking for individuals to mentor you, to help you move forward, to grow, are they stable? How do you help the helper when you still need some assistance? That's How good. When you blind. Coach, that was a whole word right there. And I'm going to tell you, I tell, I don't want people around me that can't better me. If you Come see on. me doing something wrong, I need you to call that thing out because I want to become the best version of That's myself it. and I need people that can speak life into me yes. you know don't just listen at what I'm saying if I'm going on a rant and then agree with me if you hear that something is not right and you need to get me right that's it you need to get me right you need to correct me um and I think a lot of time it is hard we take offense in moments mm-hmm. that we don't need to take offense because yeah. that be, that might be a moment of growth come on and if and if people can't speak life into me or correct me, then how am I supposed to go out here and correct my players? That's it. That's it, coach. I got to carry the same spirit that I want them to have for me. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't so want- I need I need strong people around me. I know my faith, yeah. you know, it gets shaken sometimes itself. Like I might not believe sometimes. I need somebody I can call and say, you got this. Yeah. God says this. I need to be mm-hmm. reminded of that every now Come and then. Come on. So that I can stay stable. So you got to be around st- st- stable people in order for you to have the stability that you need. So yes, that I, that's a that that's a word. Come on now. I can't with you. You better be glad that I can't throw this shoe because see, both my, my whole shoe closet would have been over there in Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> Now, coach, as, as we start to close, and Lord knows I could end up talking to you all day, and I have a feeling that I will stay connected with you um, for sure. There are definitely there. So there's two questions that I utilize uh, to initiate you 
and to this servant leader family, right? Uh, to enshrine you, we all watch the Hall of Fame. We all see the, you know, the NFL Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we enshrine you in, right? To join the ranks of servant leadership. And they're not hot questions, right? They're just two questions that just kind of sink you in with us. And the first one, Coach, is I feel like you probably do this because we've met on a level today where I'm like, gosh, you sound like me. But I spend my time and doing my devotionals in the morning, you know, to get myself ready for the day. <laughs> and one of the things that I love to do, because we don't know that the world will throw at us on a day-to-day basis. We have to be ready when we walk out of that door. So one of the things I love to do is what I call my God is devotional where I will just walk, get ready, and I'll just say, God is faithful. God is strong. God is amazing. And I will just keep trying to rip out however many things I can say that he is. Because one of the things I find is I never run out of hope. Like, I never run out of things to say that God is, right? So you don't get a list, though. You only get one. So if I were to say God is, okay, and I drew a blank. How would Hope Adams feel that blank? God is what to you? God is my protector. Come on now. Um, God is my, God, I, I would say God is my protector. God is my will. God is my provider. Come on. God is my shield. Come on here, um, Hope. Oh my, he's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Jireh. Don't you get me rocking on this thing. Come on now. God is is my all in all. Come on. I can't live without him. Come on. Um, I get up in the morning, I have to embrace his presence. Yes. And I'm thankful that I can be a part of his family because that's a privilege as well. Come on. He to all of us. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, God, thank you for another day. Because yeah. I don't have to be here today. What's your will? Give me, give, let me see these people that I'm about to go um, approach today the way you see them. Because mm. some people's spirits don't agree with me. So I would have to say. <laughs> now that's, that's real. <laughs> I would have to say, God is my all in all. Whatever I need in the moments that I'm facing any adversity, I just need you to show up and be God. Mm. Come on. Come on now. See. This is what I be talking about. I try to wind down and then the people come on here and they just start stirring up the gift and Lord have mercy. But could you see and could you only imagine how in the mornings when I when you when I, you get carried away, you start thinking about and I'd be like, Lord, hold on now. Don't let me run late for work now. But I get it, right? Yeah. Amazing because when we're able to do that, even when those hard days come, it's like, hold on. Did you not forget all that he just was? Did you not forget all that you just said that he was? Right. <laughs> Why are you tripping about this over here when you just said that he's my all in all? You just said he's he's your protector. So why mm-hmm. about, and it just really gives me a better outlook on life and people. That's it. You, you made me turn in this chair when you said Look, it. <laughs> I saw you. I was like, okay. I thought she was about to take off. <laughs> That would have been the first time on here. <laughs> Look, I would have been all right. I would have gone ahead and added some, some shout music. And we would, I would have let you go. <laughs> I love it, Coach. And of course, this is a servant leader, Coach's Bible study, where servant leadership 
and faith in Christ and serving like Christ in the positions that he gave us is really what we're pushing for at the forefront, at the center, and all around of what we do. So servant leadership takes on so many definitions, right? And so people say we need more servant leaders, but who is here to instruct, show, and model that for them? That's the whole reason why this podcast came about. So servant leadership can take on so many different definitions, but how would you, servant leader Hope Adams, how would you define servant leadership to those that are listening? There is no job too big and no job too small. Um, And your title don't define the levels that you serve. You have to serve on all levels. From if we're going to level it off, if it's level one, you got to be willing to do level one all the way up to level five. I don't think true servers point is a time for that. Sometimes we get in and we do. Come on. Um, And I think that's what true servanthood is, is that you're willing to do the things that you want people to do for you. And you got to be willing to do that. So there's no job too big and there's no job too small. We're just all here to serve. My title is just my title. But if I'm really in the business of helping and serving people, then I got to be willing to get my hands dirty too. Now see, I'm going to have to go put my microphone and my speaker in the freezer and cool it off because you just spoke whole fire today. Like just spit fire all day today. I think that's amazing. My girls say servant leaders don't point. They do. Come on. can't even say anything else I think it's amazing right like true servant leaders I don't care what my written title is uh-uh Mm-mm. we doing we and doing. I don't care what level it's on if it has to be done we're gonna do it we're gonna do it I don't care how powerful Christ was he washed the disciples feet that's it he didn't say oh do you not know who I am <laughs> I'm Jay- are you tripping right now? He didn't even go off to the left on individuals who knew he knew was not for him. Regardless of his title and his power, he served. Coach, I can't with you. I am honored. I am grateful. I am appreciative of just who you are, the woman of God you are your light in this world, but your time. I tell people time is that one thing in life that once it's given, I can't give this time back to you. Right. <laughs> no matter what I do, I can't give that back to you. But much like you pointed out today, certainly there's no point. You could have been like, oh yeah, great podcast, love what you're doing, but you didn't point. You came and you did. And I thank you for just being here today. I thank you for all the gems you dropped. Lord knows, I know some folks out here that's going to be taking notes or rewinding back because I'm going to be doing the same thing. So I thank you so much just for coming on here today, chatting it up with us, helping us grow and, you know, just making us better servant leaders. Thank you for having me. Um, Of course, like this, this brought me out of my shell. So I, I really want you to know that I'm glad that you were obedient um to the holy spirit yourself because this this kind of helped me come out of my shell in this moment as soon as you asked me it's like i didn't even have time to think about it. it's like god was just like yes do it. um you probably said so, yes your mouth said yes you were like hold up what 
but I'm thankful that you reached out to me. Um, this has helped me grow as well. And you never know what you're doing for the next person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we come on and we always thinking like, okay, well, we're going to help somebody. But this moment is helping me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like God is molding me and helping me oh, grow and put some things in me. So um, I'm thankful for you and I'm grateful for you as well that you have this <laughs> platform and that you're being obedient. And um, you keep doing the great work. Thank you, coach. As we said, iron sharpens iron. And like I said, I, I truly know that you'll definitely be. I, I try to stay connected with all of the leaders, but I just have a funny feeling that you'll definitely be one I'm going to stay connect with. So before we go, as always, I want to just say a prayer over you real quick. So if you could just bow your head. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now just for another opportunity, right? Another day that we haven't seen and the opportunity to get it right. I thank you right now, Lord God, just for the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, these platforms where your people can get together, Lord God, to grow, to expand, to learn, but more than anything, to be in your will. I ask right now, Lord God, whoever this word and these gems and these messages from Coach Hope Adams and from myself and from your words, whoever is meant to touch, Lord God, let them hear it. Let them find it. Let their fingers scroll through this podcast, Lord God, and, and, and meet you where they need to meet you, Lord God. I pray a special prayer for Coach right now, for her program, for her family, for everything that she touches, Lord God. Give her the strength, the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to continue moving in your will as she stated, Lord God. We thank you so much right now, Lord, for everything that you've done. I ask that you meet everybody at their point of need. But most of all, I ask that you help us to continue to be lights so that those that may not know you can find you. And yes, in Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen. Coach, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to staying connected with you. Is there, if there's anything that I can ever do, all you have to reach out. And my favorite line of the podcast, Servant Leader Hope Adams, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. Yes. Yes. We thank you. <laughs> we welcome you in. We put our coat on you like James Brown. So just bow down. And if there's anything that we ever need, to do for you. All you got to do is let us know. Thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) Coach. We thank you all for listening. We're going to see y'all next time.